Time to bring in Coach Sal for his pregame salutations. And Coach, I know that uh, we do a great job of breaking down the game prior. And I think we want, before I want to go forward, I want to look back. What did you like and what did you not like about last week's game against the Argonauts? Well, Bubba, I think there was a couple of things in that game that, that were uh, depressing, if you will. Uh, the two interceptions in the red zone. Those are things you cannot do, you know. Uh, obviously, uh, if you go back and you look at what what uh, the keys to the game that Andy put out, okay, his keys in that game were discipline, tackling, and win the turnover battle. A lack of discipline, poor tackling, and a loss in the turnover battle. That demanded that, that you're not going to win the ball game. And, and Eddie was absolutely correct in, in what he was saying with his keys. Oh, stop. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what did you like, though? Well, what I liked uh, about, you know, it's hard for me to, to think that you can go into Toronto and not play a physical ball game. Uh, you know, you've got to be physical when you go to Toronto, especially, because they're going to be. And so what I did like about it was they came back in the ball game and really put themselves in a position to play that way. You know, they, they weren't as disciplined as you want them to be, but at the same time, you've got to hit if you're going to win a game in Toronto. Well, a position that does a lot of hitting, had a lot of moves, and no better person to talk about it, the offensive line. Can you just break it down for us? Well, first of all, the fans better get a program if they want to know what's going on. You know, we got four offensive linemen on the sixth game. The left tackle, Figueroa, is out. Last week's right tackle, Kemp, will move to the left side. And Dayton Black, our first-round draft pick, will move into the right guard spot for injured Colton or, or Woods Manning. And Coulter, yeah. Kendrick Sardo comes off the practice roster to start at the right tackle. So only Revenberg and Beard are in their normal position. Now, Chris Van Zyl was taken off the sixth game to be the backup. And the backup to the backup is going to be Casey Sales coming over from the defensive side. So all in all, you know, if you're looking for continuity in the line, uh, you have to question whether or not we're going to have it. So what's your, what would be your approach to get these guys settled in and get some momentum with that offensive line? Well, I think last week Butler ran the ball very well, and we uh, should have mentioned him in the beginning. You know, he had uh, 60 yards rushing the football. He had 57 yards catching the football. The, the thing that, that you're going to have to do tonight is continue that trend, and at the same time, I really think Schultz opens up the playbook because he's been here, he understands what, what the coordinator wants, and he understands the concepts of the plays. So he should have a wide open book, and we should see a lot of quick throws out of the backfield, and we should see him use his legs to gain some ground. Yeah, I think he brings a new dynamic to this offense, and when you're struggling being a pocket passer in, this, in, in the season so far I think that adding a new dynamic can help you gain some momentum and and just start things start falling in place it's kind of like a flywheel right once you get moving it's it's much harder to stop instead of feeling that pressure of oh you have a little bit of success down the field interception 
you know, you just you just can't finish, and it, it, the pressure builds up and builds up instead of the other way where mistakes can happen and not really affect you when you've got that flywheel going and that momentum going. Yeah, and, and you know, to go back to the game in Toronto, you know, Taranowski had a, a poor block in the situation, but uh, at the same time, he's the guy that caught the touchdown in the end zone, a very great catch, one foot in bounds, high over his head. Then he catches a two-point pass in the end zone. So, you know, I, I think there are a lot of good things to build on. There are a lot of new faces that we're going to see tonight, but at the same time, uh, their, their spirit is up. I think their pride is wounded, and that, that tells me they should play a good game. Yeah, I mean, speaking about that hit on Tim White where Tanowski missed the block, uh, we talked to Duke after the game, and I thought he really said it well about the, the you know, emotions were high, and we're all boys, we're trying to do this thing together, and it's not going to affect them. No, it's no internal feud, but it's a great learning opportunity because these guys haven't played together. Tarnowski and Duke were both injured a lot of different times throughout training camp. And they're out there trying to, you know, navigate their blocking responsibilities against cut coverage on uh, automatic short behind the line of scrimmage throw to Tim White. And, you know, with Ternowski on in an away game, he's got to be looking in at the ball to see when it's snapped if he can't hear it. I don't know how loud exactly it was in Toronto, but um, if he is losing leverage on his player, for one, he's got to maintain that inside leverage but the other option would be to communicate with Duke and maybe switch responsibilities on that blocking assignment and then that play never happens and maybe it's a successful uh, you know successful play so I think it's a great learning opportunity as long as there's no adverse effects on Tim White for that actual hit yeah and you know that, that after uh, every game there's a breakdown of everything that happens and I'm sure when the offensive coordinator sat with the quarterback uh, and said, uh, what do you like this week? White raised his hand and said, there's one play I'd like to throw out. <laughs> the one I got blasted on in there, you know. Let's, let's move on to something else. But you're right in your, your assessment of what happened. Yeah, well, well, we can move on to the current game. And, and let's stick with Tim White. He, he clearly was frustrated with his lack of use last game. But you and I spoke before the game thinking, okay, well, it was clear he was being targeted against Winnipeg, and that wasn't working. So let's get the other guys involved. And I thought overall it was a better, you know, a better balanced offense. But what do we got to do to get Tim White involved, but also get the other guys involved? Well, I think number one, the offense has got to control the ball and the clock, you know, and not turn that ball over. Uh, the two turnovers, as we talked about, were were very important. But I think they have to establish that they'll run the ball. They'll screen the ball, and they'll throw the ball deep. All of those things in combination, but at the same time, pick your spots. If you can get eight yards on a run, run it again. If, if you only get three yards, you're forced to throw the ball. So, you know, at, at the same time, it's going to come down to game plan, but the book's wide open for Schultz. He's been here. He understands the quarterback situation. And, and that's something i got to ask you about, Matt Schultz. There are teams in the league where your, your QB number one and your QB number two, there is a vast difference of experience, ability to execute plays. Not the situation with this team. No, I don't think it is at all. I don't think there's any fall off at all when you go to Matt Schultz. And he proved that in the game in Toronto. He went 13 for 14. 
He threw the touchdown. He threw the two-point in that game. So I have every faith that, that he will uh, control things tonight uh, much better uh, than what we've had in the first two games. Well, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I mean, I, I love Matthew Schultz as a person and a player, but when you say no fall off, you're talking about the most, the winningest quarterback in the history of this league. I am talking about the first two games of this year. I agree with you <laughs> that, that Bo Levi Mitchell is a Hall of Fame quarterback, but he did not play Hall of Fame game uh, in the first two games. So I don't think there's a fall off at this particular time. Fair enough, fair enough. I think that's well said. Then you look at the defense tonight for the Ticats. Lawrence Woods, the third, is back in for at that field corner position and going to handle the returning duties. Uh, otherwise, same same starting lineup. What did you th like? What do you think about that? What do you like about them? Well, I think number one, the defense has got to tighten up. In the two games previous of the 29 possessions, the defense gave up 13 scoring opportunities. They had eight TDs and five field goals against them. Too so much. they've got to tighten up on in that particular area and they did pick on the newcomer each time they put them on the corner so having woods back makes a big difference in my opinion well how, how can you just say tighten up like what do you need to do to act to achieve that well number one you've got to get a pass rush up front that's number one Fajardo was sacked six times in red blacks game and their their red blacks defense was able to put pressure on them that's got to be number one to help defend uh, the secondary people. Secondary people, you've got to contest every ball that's coming your way. If you get a, a, a penalty call against you, so be it. But I think you've got to show that you're going to tighten up on that corner and tighten up in the secondary. And, of course, uh, we've got one guy in there, Adelike, who's still a game-time decision for this game, which would be a, a, a detriment to that defense. We always, you know, you, fans and in football, you always talk about complimentary football, but it's, it, it really is so true. We, we already kind of discussed momentum on the offensive side and, and, and how mistakes can get washed under the rug a bit if you have that momentum. And, you know, when you, we talked about turnovers and what happens when we get turnovers? Well, it always seems like they drive all the way down and score. And, and it, it really is that the defense, if the offense can stay on the field, get first downs, put points on the board, the defense is fresh, they can provide more opportunities. We can spread the ball around. Everybody's getting their touches. And it just, it just, it really does work all together, doesn't it? Special teams need to play well. Don't give up any hidden yardage and penalties and, and all, that, all that garbage. Isn't it wild how football's like that? Well, you gotta win two of the three phases, offense, defense, and special teams. If you can win two of the three phases, you'll win the football game more times than not. You cannot afford not to pick up, uh, you know, as you say, there's a turnover. Let's say our defense all of a sudden gets a takeaway. That offense has got to go down the field and score points off of that takeaway. If, if the offense gives the ball away, the defense has to tighten up and not allow that to happen. Can I bring up something? I mean, you just talked about Fajardo giving up those six sacks. We've got two sacks as a team so far right now. And I'm looking at this lineup and these men Diallo, Davis, Sales, Carney, Bennett, uh, Frederico, Kongbo who was a, a late addition. What are they going to do to raise that number and really help out the secondary by getting more pressure on the quarterback? Well 
if you saw the game last night, Winnipeg and, and BC, you saw what a defense can do against an offensive line that's not ready to play. I mean, Bryant is the best offensive tackle in the league two years in a row. He gets beat at least three times in the ball game. Kolaris gets sacked six or seven times in the ball game. You've got to be able to come off that football and go for it. And that's where I think Carney and Davis on the two ends have really got to put some pressure on. In the middle, those two guys in the middle that you mentioned, Sales and Diallo and Laurent, they've got to push that pocket back and force that quarterback to step outside into the hard pass rush by the defensive end. And, and, but with Fajardo, he's the kind of guy that he seems to sometimes benefit from that pressure with his running ability. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's going to take off with the football. Do you want him to take off with the football, or do you want him to go 40 yards downfield to Mac? So to me, I'd rather put the pressure on him, force him to run the football, and, and get maybe six, seven, eight yards, whatever. But can you contain him. That, that's not impossible. If you get a good push up front, the outside two guys can contain him. You think we're going to see some more edge blitzing, whether it's Simone or Chris Edwards or even some of the defensive backs coming at Cody from the side? I'd love to see some of that will halfback type blitz off the end, which puts that offensive tackle in a position. Who do I take? Do I take the inside guy? Yes, I take him. Now the back in the backfield for, for Montreal has to take the outside guy. So you've taken two things. One, you've taken a, a receiver possibility of the back out of the picture. He's got a block out there on that end. And that kind of pressure will force the quarterback to throw the ball quickly. So all in all, yes, I agree with you. And I would like to see more of the halfback safety type uh, blitzes in the ball game. We know that they have it in their arsenal. Let's turn it loose. Andy talked about complimentary football and you talked about you know all three aspects of the game and offense, defense and and special teams and, and, and special teams that we could see and I don't know if it's an improvement because I thought Gallimore did a decent job of returning kicks but I, I want to talk about the kicking department right now with Mark Leggio right now kind of a, in a pressure situation in the fact that he's playing his second game as a Tiger Cat really had no working with the team in his first game and now he's got to perform in front of the home crowd on a day that where special teams because of this unknown rain might be a big factor. You're right, Bubba. And, you know, uh, special teams need two things for me. Number one, they got to stay away from committing penalties. Two games, they've got 11 penalties on the special team side. That's way too many penalties uh, on that side of the ball. Now, Montreal has been perfect in their first game. They were four for four in the field goals. They punted eight times. Five times the punter kicked it over 50 yards, 50-plus. 50 what that tells me is Williams back there is going to get an opportunity for a return because 50-plus yards, you're out kicking your cover team. And if we can get our guys back there and knock those gunners off, we got an opportunity for a big play coming out of special. Legio has played in this league. He should be able to handle this kind of pressure and this kind of weather. Yeah, Lawrence Woods, we've all seen what he can do and very dangerous and electric, and that would be a great... Uh, a boost for this team and this crowd and that that was a great question Bubba because Montreal was plus 14 yards on start average drive starting position does that make sense yeah okay. <laughs> average drive starting position against Ottawa 
and that is going to be a big stat tonight. So one way or another, whether it's lack of discipline, good blocking and good returning, you know, having the actual kick itself, the punts, be well-placed and high and, and have good coverage. But the Ticats have to win that average starting drive position tonight because that is a lot of uh, non-obvious – that's a non-obvious stat that makes a huge difference in a football game. And, Coach, that was a major problem in the first half for the for the Tiger Cats against the Argonauts. I mean, they were in jail in, uh, starting from their 10 almost, it's seemingly every drive. Absolutely. Field position is so important. And when you talk about penalties on special teams, Brandon Banks is going to be honored here tonight. Think back to Grey Cups and what special teams <laughs> can speak and, on and what, what kind of a pressure there is and to have a penalty take away a touchdown. And that could happen. But at the same time, you've got to be able to overcome those things and, and get Woods free in the backfield and give us some field position. Well, let's flip the script a bit and talk about the receivers. We have a few new faces in this position group as well. We saw the amazing catch by Terry Godwin. We've seen, we saw a few of those in the preseason and last year. Uh, love to see him get some more opportunities, but we got Richie Sindani, Mr. Preseason Touchdown, one, one in each game, back off the suspended list. Uh, a guy that has been a reliable receiver in this league. It hasn't really been a star by any means, but he certainly is a welcome addition and a, a target inside. And then Tyreek McAllister comes into the lineup and sort of a receiver slash tailback position. Uh, what, what can that add to this offense? Well, you know, we don't know anything about uh, the McAllister kid because he, he's just been here a week uh, to play in this ball game. To me, it's got to come down to uh, Williams and Goodwin and White. Those are the guys that you're going to have to get the ball to uh, in this ball game. Sindani is a good, quiet, uh, slippery type receiver who can do well over the middle. And, and I really think with Duke Williams being what he is, you know, he can catch the ball in the middle like you, Andy. He's got height. And, and he's got long arms, and he's got big hands. So he's got the ability. Uh, if you can put the ball in his radius, he should be able to get it. Just a couple of seconds here, Coach. Last one to you. Uh, again, been on the road. Hostile environment. I talked about this on the Andy, with Andy in the top of the broadcast. Hostile environment for the first two games. Now you're back in front of your home crowd. And there's something to be said about protecting your home turf. Oh, you absolutely. You've got to win at home. You've got to make teams that come into your stadium feel the pressure of the stadium. And our fans will do their part. The team has to do their part on the field, give them a lot to cheer about in the ballgame. But I really think home field is an advantage. You've got to take advantage of it. With his pregame salutations, he is Coach John Salavanis. Just an outstanding segment. Thanks for breaking it down with us, Coach. You're more than welcome, Bubba, Andy.